0: wow, uh, the Joe Biden campaign whew, has momentum going to the door. Uh, and it's like they almost set him on fire last night. Uh, he is clearly done. Elizabeth Warren is clearly done. There, There is some really good news, uh, I think, coming out of these numbers. Um that speak to all Americans and I'll give you that coming up in just a second. First, American Financing is our sponsor. Uh real estate uh, real estate uh conditions are really looking up. It's it's incredible when you look at uh the amount of money that you can save. You can buy what was it? $48,000 more in a house. Say you were looking for a $200,000 house 2 years ago, You can now afford a $250,000 house because the interest rates have gone down so much that you would be paying the same that you would have been paying on a monthly payment for a $200,000 house. That's great. That is great. Uh, Visit AmericanFinancing.net if you are looking to uh, refinance or to buy a new home or to consolidate a loan. Just call American Financing. They're waiting for you right now at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Do your homework. Really talk to these people and see what they can do. I've known them for a very long time. AmericanFinancing.net.
1: of entertainment and enlightenment.
0: You know, as usual, I think the media is missing all of the real telltale signs from both the Iowa uh, caucus and the New Hampshire primary last night. There's some really positive things for our country coming out of these. (laughs) One of them is that Joe Biden was destroyed last night, but also the Pete Buttigieg, the the Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump numbers paint an interesting story to tell as well. We go there in one minute.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: You might not have been aware of this, but uh, mankind actually invented the office job. So we wouldn't have to do backbreaking work anymore. It seems like the joke is on us because most of us with office jobs sit in the kind of office chair you know, that feels like it was built to give so- Soviet cosmonauts one last uncomfortable ride on their one-way trip to outer space. If you don't want to sit like a commie all day, may I suggest you look into X-Chair. X-Chair, with its patent, dynamic, variable lumbar support, and 10 different settings, the X-Chair is what you and those around you need for a comfortable workday. With X-Chair's 30-day guarantee of satisfaction, you'll have zero risk. Now, most companies can't make that kind of offer, but most companies aren't an X-Chair. Don't settle for less than the best. Get an X chair today. It's what we're sitting in right now, and I'm telling you, I got one for my wife for Christmas. It is the best chair you've ever sat in. Also, X chair is on sale now for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com, or call 1-844-4X-CHAIR. 1-844-4X-CHAIR, or xchairbeck.com. Use the promo code Beck and get the free X wheels with your chair. Well, it, it uh, came out very much like Iowa did. Uh, Bernie Sanders and uh, Pete Buttigieg slugging it out for number one and number two. Uh, I, I thought these numbers spoke volumes. Uh, the America, the Democrats, don't want a socialist. You'll notice that Elizabeth Warren, her numbers went down. Bernie Sanders didn't pick any of those numbers up. Amy Klo- Klobuchar clobbered uh, uh, Joe Biden, and Pete Buttigieg is being viewed as a moderate, even though he's not. You start to get rid of Joe Biden uh, and uh, and Michael Bloomberg or you know Amy Klobuchar. You get rid of the so called moderates, and. Pete Buttigieg would have clubbed Bernie, just clubbed him to death. Uh, and to me, that's something that we need to, to talk about. Also, there's something else the media is missing. Donald Trump more than doubled Obama's 2012 New Hampshire vote total. There was not a lot of passion for uh, Barack Obama in 2012. He still won, but there wasn't a lot of passion. Donald Trump has doubled those numbers in in uh, New Hampshire. That says the people who are for Donald Trump are on fire for Donald Trump. The turnout for the youth, uh, what was it, 18 to 30-year-olds, was actually down by two or three points uh, from, uh, from the 2016 election. They expected it to be twenty points higher. There is no revolution going on here. This is not a this is not a big socialist revolution. It's happening in the Twitter sphere, it's happening online, it's happening on MSNBC, but it is not happening in our communities when New Hampshire isn't even putting ten or fifteen points in front of Pete Buttigieg. We go to Steve Dace uh, from the uh, Steve Dace uh, program here on Blaze. He follows this program live every day. Wanted to see and and get his feel on what happened in New Hampshire last night. Hi, Steve.
2: Morning, Glenn. And, you know, the big takeaway I see is the winning vote total Bernie Sanders had compared to what we've seen in recent cycles when there's been multi-candidate fields like what sanders did four years ago is irrelevant because it was just him and hillary head to head correct but if you if you go back to 1996 you'll see a pattern and that is whenever the winning vote total is depressed uh, in its overall amount that party loses buchanan in 96 won new hampshire with less than 57,000 votes for example uh and then if you go back and it doesn't really matter who wins like mccain won new hampshire in 2000 but his vote total was over 115,000. And then you saw George W. Bush ultimately win that election. So whichever party has a surge in the vote total of its winner, Donald Trump was well over 100,000 back in 2016, for example. Whichever party sees a surge in the vote total of its winner in New Hampshire tends to go on and win in November. And what you're looking at with, with Bernie Sanders is what I was telling you back in Iowa. This is 2012, but there's no Mitt Romney. They, they thought that was going to be Joe Biden, and and they don't have that candidate right now. And so Bernie Sanders is winning, pardon the Soviet pun, a bunch of Stalin grads here. He's winning wars of attrition because his base shows up no matter what while everybody else is sort of figuring out, hey, who else are we going to go with? Is it Rick Santorum? Is it Michelle Bachman? Is it Rick Perry? Well, now the names are Pete Buttigieg and, and Elizabeth Warren uh, and Amy Klobuchar, who nobody knew what a Klobuchar was a month ago. So big picture takeaway for your audience, they've got uh, the left media and the Democratic Party has between now and Super Tuesday on March 3rd to take him out. If you go to the calendar on Super Tuesday, there's a lot of Southern states there that Pete Buttigieg has no chance to win. All right. And so if Bernie Sanders wins, just as New England states and California, he's going to be the nominee. And you're going to see them begin to start making peace with it and retconning him uh, from March 4th thereafter. But between him now and March 3rd, uh, it is open season on Bernie Sanders, and they've got to come up with a candidate that they can rally behind that's not him.
0: Do you think that's Pete Buttigieg? No. I
2: think Pete Buttigieg is largely a, a, a fascinating—the same people that voted—the same white suburbanites and exurbanites who voted for Barack Obama without knowing what a Jeremiah Wright was or betting his record— because they wanted to break the racial barrier is who's voting for him now because they want to, he's the virtue signaling candidate of this cycle. They they just want to say, hey, I'm not homophobic. Uh, But if you look at the college campus communities and those places, uh, the urban areas, he doesn't have a lot of support there. And now we're going to go to South Carolina. He has no chance to win there. And then from there, we go, other than the Nevada caucuses, there's going to be a lot of southern states here. A lot of uh, black voters who are socially conservative—he's a no-go, no-fly zone right away—and I think you're going to see him remain relevant because of what he's already done. But, but there's not too many states between now and Super Tuesday that, when you look at the calendar, you think, "Yeah, I think Pete Buttigieg could win there."
0: So, so who is there? Because I, I just—I'm watching Amy Klobuchar. She is just not somebody who's going to win. I mean, I watched her last night give her her speech, and it's just—I just don't see a a president Klobuchar. So who is it?
2: I think that's the problem. I don't think there is a logical one. I think Michael Bloomberg. You know, I mentioned to you this uh, a a few weeks ago. I think his play was for Super Tuesday to start to see if I can buy a primary wins in places like Oklahoma and etc. with huge massive television buys. And but the problem is, you know, he's he's a he was a terrible Republican. He's an even worse Democrat. He's not an inspirational figure at all. He's he's even more socially awkward than Elizabeth Warren. Mm -hmm. This is why I think he is this is why I've been I've been tweeting out for the last couple of weeks, Glenn. This this is Thanos. I am inevitable. I believe Bernie Sanders is inevitable because everything you just said about the Democratic Party is true, but that's why he's inevitable, Glenn. They have played footsie with the likes of Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders and these folks mm-hmm. to club people like you and me for 30 damn years. Mm-hmm. And, now, and now the camel's nose is not under the tent. The whole torso, the tail, the backside, it's all in the tent now. And they, have, and they can't figure out how to consolidate—a a true ideological moderate would crush him, but they're not capable as a party of, of permitting one. I mean, Andrew Yang put out one moderate position on abortion— 24 hours ago, and was excommunicated yeah. uh, by the you know by the white woke brigade, and so everybody we call a moderate. I mean, Pete Buttigieg wrote in college his political idol was Bernie Sanders. All right, so everybody we call a moderate is actually a leftist too. They just don't Nikita Khrushchev shake their fist at you like Bernie Sanders does. So, but isn't there, that is why?
0: A- isn't that a reason why Pete Buttigieg could do well because he is that he is that leftist? Uh, and uh, but he just is an, in much softer, nicer, younger packaging.
2: Yes, if he, were a, if he were Governor Buttigieg or Senator Buttigieg. But the problem we have right now is, if, if we're, if we're going to be blunt, the only reason the mayor of the town as big as Cedar Rapids, Iowa, is in this race is because he's gay. And that right now is the number one intersectionality victim group in the Democratic Party. And so that's gotten him where he's at now. But now we reach where we go where the map pivots south, and we go to that's the biggest argument against him. And so what got him in the door in Iowa and New Hampshire, and made a whole bunch of people say, yes, I finally get to convince uh, MSNBC I'm not a homophobe, is now what is, is, is too expensive of a cover charge for him to pay to go into the bar from South Carolina, Alabama, and all those states down south between now and Super Tuesday. His biggest strength becomes his biggest impediment.
0: So I I have a different view on Pete Buttigieg and people and, you know, hey, I'm not a homophobe. I think that's already been decided. I think that's over, uh, um, you know, for the most part, except with the real diehard extremists. Um, and, And it's kind of like had its day and we, you know, we've all accepted everybody and yada, yada, yada. It's not that's that that is not the noose it used to be. Um, you say one thing wrong and it used to be an absolute noose. Now it's kind of divided, I think on the left to where, uh, there are others that are saying, you know, why are you getting all the special details and the special laws and the special everything? So I think there's, I think there's the, um, there's the, the, it's a double-edged sword inside of his own quiver of yes, he's gay, but yes, is he is he an extremist uh, like you know like we have seen in the past? Um, and so I think there's it, it works both ways on that. I really think Pete Buttigieg is uh, the the Jimmy Carter of this generation. He is he could go a long way just being the anti-Trump. Look, can't we all get along? Can't we? Nobody cared about Jimmy Carter except. He's just a simple peanut farmer, and he you know, he was a preacher, and he just loves the Lord, and he'll carry his own luggage. He's not like that evil Nixon <laughs> and Ford. I, I think there's a swing, and the swing that I think people are uh, hungry for is, A, don't be Donald Trump. And they've beaten people and beaten people and beaten people, and I think there's a chance that even they are seeing – I don't want that divisiveness. I don't want the Nancy Pelosi and the and the just beating people over the head. I want to win, but I would like a uniter, not a divider. And I think that if Pete plays it right, and I think he did last night in many ways. If he plays it right on hey, I'm just I'm just I just want us all to come together. I think that could be effective for him. Disagree? Uh uh-huh. Somewhat, I think you're correct about the rivalry within the Democratic Party.
2: Uh, and you know, the same week that we had the first gay marriage ruling from the Supreme Court, they struck down the Voting Rights Act of 1964. And what a lot of people uh, on the right don't know is the intra-party dynamic on the left. There's a massive problem between uh, between uh, the the homosexual activists. And, and the black community, because it mm-hmm. it is seen as if this group has put them, pardon the pun again, to the back of the bus here yep. on the intersectionality chart. Yep. If Pete Buttigieg is the Democratic nominee, mark my words, Donald Trump is going to get the best voting total of blacks by a Republican presidential nominee since before the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Okay. Mark my words. All right. So ha-
0: hang on just a second. I want to come back in in one minute because I want to ask you the road to not having bernie sanders uh is a dicey one especially if the democratic party doesn't it knows what you just said which i believe uh then what then how do they manage this and what is the, what's the aftermath we'll go to uh, uh steve in 1 minute for an answer to that question where was the first time it happened to you, the first time you realized, "Oh, crap, today is Valentine's Day?" And you forgot to get her anything. Oh, I remember. Do you remember, Stu? It was Ye- Oh, yeah. It was the year we were uh, working on the CNN show, mm-hmm. and we were in New York, and it was our first time, and we were all so busy, and every single one of us forgot it was <laughs> Valentine's Day, and we were like, "Oh, crap. Well, there's a billion florists here in New York, right? I mean we ought to be able to get something. No, because there's seventeen million people going to those million florists. We literally were in the we were in the basement of Rockefeller Center standing at the at the uh, subway and we had to buy baby's breath, or we didn't buy it. That's what they were selling. By the time we got there, no flowers. They're like ten bucks for baby's breath. Like, uh no, my wife's not from here. She won't accept that. <laughs> Valentine's Day is now two days away. If you haven't ordered roses, you need to act right now with 1-800-Flowers.com. Today only, you can get the 24-stem colorful rose medley for only $29.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for only $10 more. That's a great deal. Call them right now. 800 flowers. 1 800 flowers.com. They're picked at their peak. They're shipped overnight to ensure freshness. Remember, two dozen colorful roses in a medley. I don't even know what that means, but that's what it's called for twenty nine ninety nine. dollars Or upgrade to two dozen red roses for $10 more. Go with the red. 1 800 flowers.com. Click on the radio icon. Enter the promo code back. 1 800 flowers.com. Sale ends today. 1-800-Flowers.com, promo code BECK. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Steve, let me start with the question uh, of how does the Democratic Party, which I completely agree with you. I found some old audio. We should play that today. Uh, Found some old audio of me in 2004 warning the Democratic Party. Once they put Michael Moore in the presidential box with uh, (laughs) Jimmy Carter in 2004, I said, you people are out of your mind. He's a socialist. You think you're using him. He's using you. He's going to come back and the socialist will eat you for breakfast. And you watch. And here we are. How do they untangle themselves from these very dedicated radicals, revolutionaries, uh, and hold things together?
2: I don't think that they can. I think I think, you know, to to quote uh the former president's uh, uh leftist uh pastor, their chickens are coming home to De roost when- Yep. Yeah. I I think eventually, you know, do not be deceived. God will not be mocked. You will always reap what you sow, right? And I think that you're watching this now. And I don't think there's a way out of this because their only real inspiring alternative is a guy that actually exposes the wedges of their constituencies all the more. If you look at all of the black and brown polling in this race, even down to the college age kids where they've been totally worked over by the sexual revolution. The lowest polling candidate of all black and brown peoples of any age group is Pete Buttigieg. And so when you put him as the alternative, you're actually exposing this schism and fracture all the more. That's why I don't think they have a way out of this.
0: So you think they're going to run Bernie Sanders?
2: I think they're going to run I think either I think they're either going to run Bernie Sanders and if we look at the primary calendar between now and March and the end, and end of Super Tuesday, tell me what states, maybe Colorado, maybe Virginia, and that's about it of those 14 states that are going to be going between now and March 3rd that Pete Buttigieg can win. If Bernie wins, New England, those, the rest of those New England states, California, you know, I, I, if he wins California and they don't give him the nomination, that's their, oh, that's yeah. their headquarters. Yeah, no. So I, I think I think they've got a couple of weeks to try to figure out some kind of hell Mary pass. And then I think you're going to see them just begin to make peace with it because they recognize that. Go back to the first interview you and I did on this cycle back in January of a year ago. And I said the biggest challenge Democrats have is they want to run the election of 2028 and 2032, Mm -hmm. but we're not there yet demographically. Mm -hmm. And so they may just decide, you know what, we'll eat it like we did with McGovern. We'll eat it, you know, like we have in other cycles, because ultimately we know that we're controlling the arc and trajectory of the Overton window in history here. And once Donald Trump is gone, there is not another Republican who dares to stand against us on this cultural level because they're all afraid of our media. My guess is that's the play they make beginning on March 4th if they can't take Bernie out. So
0: you think they're still confident in the long run? Because I, uh, I will tell you, it, with the exception of the demographic, uh, the demographic shift here, uh, and that also will play against them soon because you see the the ones coming behind the millennials are very conservative, very active, uh, and are are learning what they should be learning I think we have a new generation of conservatives coming up um, that are unlike anything else you think that the Democrats are still uh, confident in this in this socialist future I think the ones
2: that are coming in the next generation are and it's their religion and they're going to yeah. play out um, this self-actualization into its ultimate outcome that's what I think
0: Thank you so much, Steve Dace. You can uh, get all of his analysis uh, following this program every day on Blaze TV and Blaze Radio. And don't forget, tonight, 9 p.m., a brand new series starring, yes, little old me. Tonight, China and Joe Biden.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there is a man walking into a bank right now to transact his business. He's not a boastful man, but there is an air of earned pride that floats about him. It's not a flashy dresser, but you do notice him nonetheless. He walks in confidence, and he's just got an air of integrity about him. The thing you notice first about him, besides that, confident integrity, is his boots. It's the clearest sign of all. The clocking sound of the heel on the marble floor draws the gaze. It's Takovis, That's what he's wearing. That's a pair of boots that was handmade with love and affection. Took somebody 200 steps to make them by hand. Their fine leather speaks of the timeless traditional s- style, and they're twice the quality of similarly priced boots and half the price of a boots of similar quality. That man walking into the bank has what you want. A boot that speaks of the integrity of the cowboy, the integrity of your own soul. Go to Tacovas.com slash Beck and find your pair now. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Tecovas Go to TV.com use the promo code Glenn, you get Steve Dace, you get Glenn, you get Stu Does America,
3: all included. Get 10 bucks off with the promo code Glenn.
0: This is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're with us. It is Wednesday. There's something new starting tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, and that is the Glenn Beck program. We haven't even we haven't even named this yet because it's it's different than anything else. This is a series, and it will be made for free live. And I think this is happening tonight um, uh, live. I believe on Facebook. Uh, but only live. It's not going to be archived. Uh, you'll only be able to see it live and on demand at blazetv.com, but we want to make sure that this gets out and so everybody can see it, so you can watch it live on Facebook uh, as well. Because of your subscription to the Blaze, we are able to do so much research now, uh, and I, I things are moving so rapidly that... I got to give you my daily take on things on radio, but to use those resources just to do a show, to grind out a show every day and not really piece things together, I don't think is as helpful. And we have had such a huge response with our specials that we've decided to do something like that once a week. So all of our resources are going on uh, these Wednesday night episodes. Now I'll still be doing news and why it matters, which is now going to be an hour Uh, at 5 o'clock, and uh, I'm also doing a special show on uh, Friday for uh, Blaze TV users only, Uh, and that, we have some really good stuff coming up. I'll tell you tomorrow who's going to be on Friday. Um, But they're either going to be the big news makers of the week, or they are going to be uh, more of a top 10 uh, stories of the week, which is a lot of fun. It'll be different things on Friday. Tonight... We are doing China. This is the real threat to America. And, you know, I know that uh, Joe Biden is not that big of a threat right now uh, to be the president of the United States. But we must continue the conversation and the investigation on Joe Biden because of two reasons. One, what his family and what he has done has got to be deemed at least illegal for someone else, the next guy. We must plug this hole. The, The Ukrainian situation was bad. China is much, much worse. And China has infiltrated our universities. They are constantly hacking. When you see the numbers of how many times they are hacking our Pentagon a day... And the resources that they have uh, they have put together, there is an entire building in Beijing, an entire I mean, it's a large building, multiple stories, uh, and it is full of nothing but hackers for our Pentagon. We are repelling a Chinese attack all the time, and Joe Biden was playing footsie with them, and it must be exposed. What Senator Grassley is doing must be supported. We must move forward with the Biden investigation. So tonight, China, the real threat and too close for comfort with Joe Biden. Next week, by the way, next Wednesday, a special on the coronavirus. Everything you need to know. We were working on that yesterday. I have two teams of researchers now one was working on the china thing and i went to the other team for next week and we were working on the china thing or on the uh, coronavirus i don't know what to believe i don't know what to believe it is Neither. it is terrifying what do you where are you on this pat i tend to believe they're lying to us
4: i i think it's much worse than what they're letting on a pretty good clue was that 10 cent website situation last week where they momentarily put up what seemed to be to me Maybe the real numbers, 156,000 infected, this was over a week ago, and 25,000 dead. I, I think that sounds,
0: based on the way they're acting and responding to this. Yeah, I've, I, 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 it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, and uh, And I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. I don't want to whip the flames up on things, but... Mm. I have to give you both sides because there is a real chance the way China is reacting and the way mm-hmm. the WHO yesterday came out and said um, this, the coronavirus is a real problem. Uh, and, you know, there's uh, there's reason for that. I'll get into that probably next hour. Pat, tell me about yes. uh, the primary. What were your thoughts? Well, first on of all, I noticed you guys are
4: missing the big story from all of this. Yeah, really? Uh, Andrew Yang. We lost him. We lost him. We lost him.
3: Well, and well, Michael and, Bennett and Michael Bennett. And we lost him. Just happening, uh, Deval, Deval, Deval Patrick. Oh, not no, Deval. don't say that. Yes. Not Deval don't Patrick. Say that we,
0: he was so close. He was. Mm-hmm. He, he was so he was so, close so close to one percent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. and Michael Bennett. Well, no, I there's. I don't even know who he is. Right. So He's a sitting got, senator.
4: Mm, mm-hmm. Sitting U.S. senator. Yeah,
0: but have you really seen anything on him?
4: No,
3: at oh, all. He was in a debate or two. At the very beginning. Yeah. Did not do well.
0: Yeah. Uh, didn't really not, connect. Don't remember it. Don't that's, not, isn't that great? I mean, Michael Bennett, like, Michael Bennett was oh, like, Michael Bennett, Bennett. Oh, <laughs> Michael Bennett. Oh, the singer? The singer? still in it? No, the singer's Tony Bennett. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. I was Is he related? Uh, because I might be Because <laughs> maybe I'm interested.
4: <laughs> so uh, I think it's interesting that the, the odds makers at 538, uh, Nate Silver's website, He's not always right, but he there, it's a pretty legitimate website. Mm-hmm. He gives Bernie now a thirty-eight percent chance to win the nomination. That's down from forty-four percent, and that's after New Hampshire. So this must be based on what's to come as well.
0: I think in. also, I think also the the number that he put up, his number was yeah. not it wasn't all as that impressive. impressive as you might have thought. The 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 ground game. I mean, he had a great ground game. Yeah. And the turnout was not good. Not good. Not good. I mean it was Except twenty for- it was twenty points lower in turnout than they had expected.
4: Yeah, that's amazing.
0: It was a little bit of an
3: underwhelming win. Oh, it was. When you see that, you know, Warren <coughs> basically faded away and her support seemed to go to like Buttigieg and Klobuchar. Yeah, not Bernie. Which is not it would not Bernie. Really weird. A very yeah, it was strange. It was I mean, look, a win is a win. You'd yeah. rather win than lose. This is a tough thing to for people to C- comprehend at times because you're like well you should have won by more well it's still winning's better than losing mm-hmm. you'd rather be him than biden
4: that's yeah. for sure yeah it's like when alabama beats austin p by uh 12 <laughs> points well it should have been 65 yes but, the same theory but yeah. um number two in the odds makers on 538 is a brokered convention mm-hmm. at 33 percent chance of that Thirty-three. That's a pretty solid chance. Uh, really high. Uh, Biden really actually high. went up despite his fourth and fifth place finishes. He went up from sixteen to eighteen percent. So this Biden. I, yeah. I Biden, think. A lot well, of, I mean, you know, this, They are just doing everything, everything they, they can on there. Uh, no, but he is just like he's actually ahead in Nevada now.
0: He's well, yeah, but the polls bit. are
3: so old there. I mean, you know. Uh, Not he, older than Biden. <laughs> no, they didn't have any <laughs> polls. <Not laughs> polls. No, but they didn't have polls made out of wood like the <laughs> sticks. They didn't even have that. But to give you a sense, like today, a poll came out for the national race, which has Biden four points behind. He's still at, behind you know, he, behind Sanders. Sanders. So, I mean, twenty
0: two eighteen doesn't matter. National polls don't matter. They really don't because we don't have a national election, right? It's true. However, I mean, it does. Oh, it, uh-huh. it,
3: yeah, I, I think we want to go back to you playing how Elizabeth Warren was definitely going to be the nominee. We're going to go back to that clip. Which clip do you want to go back where you mispredicted this election? I which, never, which arrow should I we have, go to? I have
0: never, <laughs> ever said I was good at predicting politics. No, I know, I but you, the but you But uh, you can mock all the— No, I'm not I'm mocking you for being wrong again. I, in, what was I wrong on? Hmm? I said Bernie Sanders was la, la, going la, la, to win. I did think he was going to win by a la, la, little bit more, though, I will say. La, 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 la. <laughs> this is a, it's
3: a good I defense. have to tell I you, have a I, I well-crafted really defense. Thank yes. you. I have a... Uh,
0: <laughs> look, you can get well-crafted def- uh, defense anywhere. Anywhere. That's true. anywhere. You can get that with Rush. You don't need that here. You don't need that. You want that? You get that from Hannity or Rush. Have a good time with that. You're going to... From here, you're going to get... So, the one thing... That is really fascinating to me. There's a new Pew Research poll out that talks about what people are willing to accept from their candidates, and I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal it here in uh, at the top of the hour. But I'm telling you, if if Bernie Sanders is the nominee, it could be Mondale. Yeah, that it kind of could beating? be a yeah. beating like yeah, Mondale. I, I think so too. I think so too, and the other. And it indica- might not be. I mean, yeah. I go back and forth. Stu and I were talking about this yesterday. Go back and forth because it's this is risk big win big, mm-hmm. risk big lose big. Because Sanders somehow pulls this mm-hmm. off, and,
3: and it, you know, look, yeah, you like lose the stock country. market crash two weeks before the election. That could happen. Who yeah. knows, right? I, yeah. You can't predict these things. And All and again, the- you look at two Donald Trump being who Donald Trump is and being a, a tad divisive. I don't know if anyone's picked that up. Uh, over the years. I haven't. I haven't like some that. people just don't like the guy. Hmm. And, you know, look, there's what, 40? I mean, what is the bottom of people, uh, percentage of people who are voting against Donald Trump? 40?
0: 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, 35, there's 40%. 35, 40. Yes, and it's probably higher. Bottom, than he's saying bottom. Yeah, but Absolute it goes up to about 48. Oh, yeah, 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 Okay, yeah. so...
3: It's, so you're talking about a few percentage points, most likely, <laughs> even in a scenario where we have the lowest unemployment uh, in the last 50 years, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's just so many people I think who don't a, like him Right, but I think there's a
0: difference. I think that number is closer in the 30s than the okay. 40s because I think there are people that are just, they're comfortable, they don't like him, but they don't have somebody they're excited about, so mm-hmm. they'll just stay home. Yeah. They'll just stay home. Their mm-hmm. wages are good, and they're employed. Right. So that's yeah. going to make a difference. And so And if there's not something they're excited about, I mean, I I just wait until you see this Pew Research poll. And I couple this with what happened. You notice that Elizabeth Warren went down. Where did her numbers go? Amy. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Amy,
3: maybe Pete. I mean, Pete and and her have held a lot of crossover the entire time. First of all, Pete's not a moderate. That's a fallacy. He's not. And secondly, he is. They're both pulled from this, you know, highly educated, white, intellectual elitist sort of crowd mm-hmm. like they both pull from that so they've been trading for a while klobuchar though not not as much but that's uh the new if that's happening
4: the other thing that's interesting to me and and hopeful to me is the turnout for trump in new hampshire was amazing first yeah. of all he he Very i odd. think you guys mentioned he doubled uh obama's mm-hmm. vote total but he also just pulls people in wherever he goes and the rally that he did in new hampshire that he sold out the arena. There was eleven thousand in. He claims forty 000 to fifty thousand outside, which is uh, unlikely. But he does <laughs> he, have a problem with counting. He, <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. But he filled the place. He's, when the Democrats' combined event couldn't come close. His <laughs> estimate of his rallies are uh, the level of counting yeah. is similar to Iowa.
3: Yes, <laughs> like like it,
0: just, really it, doesn't, it really does. Is. is. He <laughs> may be using the Iowa. app. <laughs> it's a big, but crowd. they're still huge. But yes, it's they're two huge. to three
4: hundred thousand people yeah. there. Yeah. No,
0: but <laughs> no. What's crazy is. The, the the latest poll on impeachment show that the the average person believes that the impeachment made Donald Trump stronger, not weaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, it did, right? It did. This is how you know the Democrats didn't believe
3: their own rhetoric. Because if you actually believed he was super-duper dangerous and he was going to do all these terrible things, mm-hmm. then you wouldn't have tried to go after impeachment on something you knew you weren't going to win. Because this immunizes mm-hmm. him. You're going to impeach him again before the election? Like, he could do whatever he wants now. What are you going to do? You're going to have to wait at least until the election before you do anything. If
0: you really believed that he was that dangerous, you would never use that bullet until you knew it took it out. Because anything they say now everybody's gonna roll their eyes oh come on you guys already tried to impeach him. shut up come on i mean first oh first he was stealing it with putin then it was this then it was that then it was that then it was this then you always say about every three weeks this is the one that's gonna take him down you've been saying it so now when you come out with anything who's gonna believe you who is going to believe you Thank you so much, Pat. Pat Gray Unleashed. You can hear it uh, before this program on the Blaze Radio and TV Network. Uh, just join us at TV.com slash Glenn. Use that promo code and you're going to get 10% off. And don't forget, my new program begins 9 p.m. Eastern. They are exposés. Uh, and... Um, and there, we've got – I'm going to give you a list of the things we have coming up in the next few weeks. They are fantastic. Every Wednesday, 9 o'clock, Blaze TV. You can watch it live on YouTube, uh, but then it will be gone after it's a live broadcast over. You can also watch it live uh, on Blaze TV and have it on demand. All right. Our sponsor is realestateagentsitrust.com. Why is it that buying and selling homes have to be so, such a hassle and so complicated? You know, when in the good old days, yeah, I'm going to talk about them. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I want them back. In the good old days, you saw a cave you liked. You walked in with a bigger club. You clubbed the guy in the head, drug his family out of the cave, and it was yours. It was simple. No paperwork, no attorneys, no financing stuff you had to worry about. Nowadays, <laughs> It's like like nobody accepts the club on the head anymore. You have house viewings, tours of the house that you're looking at yourself or both. Frustrating, complicated, worst part, it's the biggest investment you're apt to make in your lifetime. You need somebody really that knows exactly what they're doing and are the best in your neighborhood. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. We're going to find that person for you. We've already vetted thousands of agents. We have them all over the country. If we don't have one that we have already vetted and knows, if we don't know this is the best person for your situation, we won't recommend anybody. It's a free service. Um, most times we call within like five minutes of you putting in, your, um, putting in your request for a real estate agent. You're going to get somebody that wants it. That knows what they're doing, has the experience, and will help sell your home for the most amount of money and on time. Or they will also, and or, help you buy the right house in the right neighborhood for the right price. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. All over the country, we have you covered coast to coast. realestateagentsitrust.com.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: I have good news and bad news for you. Uh, which do we want first? Good news or bad news? Uh, start with some good. Good news? Um, all right. Well, next hour, I'll start with the coronavirus. Good news. Well, there's some bad news in there, too, but some really good news. And I think it's what everybody has been concerned about. Uh, so we'll start with that. Um, uh, and then I have some news on the election. And actually, that's good news, too. So really, there's, there's, it's good news, a little bad. And then good news uh, coming up next hour, the election numbers and what people are actually saying in a new uh, Pew Research uh, poll. It's it's not what we've been led to believe. Of course, I think we could say that about the coronavirus as well. Have you not learned anything about everything broadcasting?
3: Good good news doesn't sell. Oh, really bad yeah. news. We're oh all going to we die. Screwed. We're going to die. In Did fact, you you're see... going to
0: die maybe tomorrow. I'll tell you how and where it's going to happen to you <laughs> <laughs> next.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: All right, new year deserves a new pair of DeCovis boots. Start strong with that feeling of confidence and comfort that only comes with a real high-quality pair of Western boots. Even if you've never worn cowboy boots before, Tecovis has the perfect pair for you. Tecovis boots, they're made to honor the cowboy in all of us. And I don't care where you live. There is a part of you that's cowboy, honorable in your daily dealings, authentic in the way we live, committed to the ideals that built the greatness that is America. And every pair is handmade with high-quality, full-grain leathers by world-class bootmakers with no shortcuts or compromises ever. The styles are classic and handsome-up, any room they're in. And when you wear your Tecovis, I mean, you shouldn't kick down any doors, but it's good to know that you probably could. tecovis they haven't forgotten about middle America. Instead, they cut out the middleman. So you pay a fair price. Plus free shipping and exchanges makes it simple. So find your pair at tecoviscom back. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com back. Tecovis: Western goods for new frontiers. Uh, we have a new Gallup poll out that is really amazing, and uh, the uh, the story about it is just as amazing, written by Gallup uh, at com, And it's socialism and atheism and uh, U.S. political liabilities. Are they still political liabilities? Mm. What are women, if you're Jewish, if you're black, if you're old or young— what are the liabilities seconds. broken out with Republicans, independents, and uh, Democrats? And it is fascinating to see.
3: Uh, does it include uh, gay voters or gay candidates as well? Is yes, it does. The categories? Yeah. So be yeah, gay to see and lesbian. Broken, yeah. broken down by race? Because this keeps
0: coming up. Oh, yeah. No, wait in, wait until you see. Wait until you see. America doesn't seem to be the place that uh that everyone says it is Hmm. it's really quite remarkable uh we have that coming up in in just a second uh standby also news on the coronavirus coming up of entertainment and enlightenment. Well, hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Really glad that you're here. We have some good news, I think, on the State of the Union. Uh, I think there are some things that came out last night that shows the state of the Democratic Party and and socialism. But there's also a new Gallup poll out that confirms exactly what I saw happening last night in Iowa and in New Hampshire. And we'll start there in 60 seconds.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: So do you have big Valentine's Day plans with that special someone? Do you have the dinner plan yet to get that done?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, taco yeah. B- B- Bell. It's a Mexican. <laughs> really? Mexican. Yeah, uh, it's with for- an e though, isn't it? Taco Bell with an e. Bell. Yeah. The Bell <laughs> of the Ball. Yeah. So taco it's bell. it's a Southern taco place. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Southern bells like to go and have their. I, I'd I'd like some. I'd like that new Dorito <laughs> Crunch taco, please. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day is 2 days away. Uh, there's still time for you to make sure that you don't miss the uh, don't mess the whole thing up. If you haven't ordered roses yet, what are you waiting for? one dot flowerscom today only. You can get the 24 stem colorful rose medley for only $29.99 or you can upgrade them to 24 red roses for only $10 more. It's Valentine's Day. Get the red roses. Just trust me on this. Roses 1-800-Flowers, picked at their peak, shipped overnight to ensure freshness. This is one of the better deals that you're going to get on roses, especially with Valentine's Day looming so closely. Um, and if you're looking for roses. But if you don't, you know what? Maybe she did not like roses. Get her something else. Uh, there all kinds of, you know, there's food, there's treats, there's beautiful bouquets of all kinds of different flowers. You will find it all at 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon and enter the promo code BECK and you'll save a ton of money. Order today. Save at 1-800-Flowers.com, code BECK. 1-800-Flowers.com, code BECK. Hurry, this offer expires today. All right, let me, give you some, um, let me give you some good news, first of all, on the coronavirus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you all of the details on the coronavirus uh, here in just a second uh, at the bottom of the hour, but I want to start with this because this is, I mean, when you think of coronavirus, what is it that you have been most concerned about on the coronavirus?
3: I mean, just the massive spread and dying, I would say. That'd be kind of number one
0: on the list. What was number two? I, uh, I it was pretty much just the what. Well, this shows how out of step Stu is. Mm-hmm. The number one concern on the coronavirus is that it is something that is targeting the Asian community. Its name, apparently, according to the WHO, is making people look at that and saying, "Oh, this is an Asian problem," and they're afraid that racism will. Uh, Uh, pop up and there'll be all kinds of problems because of how Asian it sounds to me I think anybody who's not paying attention to it would think that it's a Mexican beer virus yeah Uh, and that's been shown in search results well well uh overshadowing the human toll you know in actual death is the human toll of racism so yesterday, the, uh, the uh, coronavirus has officially had its name changed to a now politically correct name that has taken the word corona and disease and put them together. So it's now COVID-19. You will not be hearing on this program, we are not haters. (laughs) You will not be hearing about the coronavirus. You will be now hearing about COVID-19. That is the official name, and it has nothing to do with China. Pay no attention to China. You haters. (laughs) That's a serious story. Serious story. I mean, uh, how how on earth do we get through these things? We don't. We don't. We deserve... Mm-hmm. to die of little chinaman disease you can call it whatever you want covid-19 coronavirus bat soup is bad for you disease whatever we deserve it if we are more concerned about what we're naming it that's po- i mean that's real political correctness right oh, yeah, that's, we- that's that's you know that's our special next uh, next wednesday uh, next Wednesday, we're doing, yeah, COVID 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the real theme of the show is big governments kill. That's what they do. And sometimes they do it with compassion, but they kill because big governments only care about the mass. And look at what's happening in China. And this is an example of it. COVID 19, you are spending time. Can you work on a cure? Who is like, you know what? Put the scalpel down, put the test tubes down for a minute. Can we talk about the name? The name is scaring me. Who is saying that? Okay, let me give you some good news. How does it feel to you, this fight against socialism in America? This fight against racism in America? Does it feel like we're winning? We're making progress? seems like the party's going further and further left.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, to a degree that was almost unthinkable. I mean, we've used this example before, but Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders in 2013 proposed Medicare for All and mm-hmm. could not get a single co-sponsor mm-hmm. on the bill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone in the race, the 50,000
0: people who ran, mm-hmm. are pretty much on, on on board. All right. And it seems like Bernie Sanders and all of the Democrats, they're all socialists. All of them are socialists, Right. Socialist. Seems like Seems it. Seems like it. They're, they're, at least, they're at least holding on to the socialist truck on a skateboard. Though they're, they're just, you know, they're skating behind that truck. Right? Uh, let me give you, from 1958, and these numbers are 1958, 1983, 2007, 2015, 2020. Gallup poll. The percentage that would vote for a person who is black... I'm going to give you this, the, the raw American numbers. In 1958, it was 38%. That's remarkable. In 1983, it was 77%. Today it's, or uh, then, I'm sorry, 2007, 94. Then in 2015, 92. Then in 2020, 96. And to be clear, the
3: 92 is just because there was a black president that half the country didn't like. Yes. Right? So right. It,
0: it degrades a little bit just Correct. on on that. Catholic, I'm just going to give you the, the 1958 number to the 2020 number. Catholic, 67% would vote for a Catholic in 1958. Uh, 95% would vote for a Catholic now. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Hispanic, we didn't even poll it in 1968, uh, but it is now 94%. Mm-hmm. Jewish, 63% to 93 Women, n- uh, 54% to 93 evangelical Christian they didn't poll it until 2015 73 to now 80. so hmm. now let me let me help you out here mm-hmm. black Catholic Hispanic Jewish women all in the 90s evangelical Christ- Christian is 13 points behind any of those others that's fascinating mm-hmm. that's not the right doing that no mm. no uh gay and lesbian though Glenn gay and lesbian started taking that in 1983. 29 percent, then in 2007, 55, then 2015, 74, now 78. Under 40, we've never pulled it until now, under 40 is 70. Over 70. It's a short, I mean, because got, you got to be 35 in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. a short little window there. It's yep. right in the middle of it. Over 70, only 69 percent of Americans want to vote for somebody over 70. Muslim. 66 atheist 60 the last one is socialist 45 now let me still really high but i think you're giving me that as good news right yeah i'm giving this to you as Mm -hmm. good news okay still really high but willingness to vote for candidates with diverse characteristics by party id okay The views of political independence, I'm reading directly from the research. Now, wait until you hear this. The views of political independents fall midway between those of Republicans and Democrats for several candidate types, including socialists, with less than half of independents saying that they would vote for such a person. Independents are closer to Democrats than Republicans in their greater reluctance to support an evangelical Christian candidate, in the greater willingness to support a candidate who is a woman, gay, lesbian, somebody under 40, a Muslim, or an atheist. As the 2020 Democratic presidential primaries get underway, listen to this. It may be instructive to know that little prejudice stands in the way of Democrats, as well as national support for candidates who happen to be Catholic, Hispanic, Jewish or female, especially young or advanced in age, could pose minor appeal problems. Being gay or lesbian, Muslim, atheist or a socialist wouldn't cause much stir among Democrats. But these candidates could have difficulty attracting support from Republicans and to a lesser extent from political independence. So who has the problem here? Republicans, clearly Republicans, uh, Republicans. Uh, Let me give this to you. You're going to have little prejudice, Uh, you're going to be facing little prejudice uh, if you are uh, running for the Democrats. Republicans aren't going to stand in your way, but there is some prejudice there. Uh, If you happen to be Catholic, 95 is the number for Republicans saying that they would vote for a Catholic out of a hundred ninety-five. Hispanic, 90. Jewish, 92. Or female, 86. Uh, Especially if you're young or advanced in age. 73 is for advanced age. Okay? Republicans, 73. That number for Democrats is 66. So you're going to pose some opposition from attracting a Republican. Uh, They're at 73% acceptance. You're at 66. Then... You're going to have real problems if you're gay or lesbian, because this is real. It won't cause a stir among the Democrats, Mm-mm. but uh, these candidates are going to have a really hard time attracting anybody because they're so diverse. Uh, but anybody else, you're a Republican, you're a bigot. Being gay or lesbian, that's at 89%. Let's see. Uh, if you were Catholic, it was 95 for the Republicans, Hispanic, 90, Jewish, 92 female 86 being gay or lesbian uh is uh 89 muslim 88 atheist 69 socialist 76 all of their numbers are lower than the ones that, was, that they were saying earlier are going to really cause a problem it's very divisive <laughs> right. and these people won't do it their number they're more bigoted than than, than the Republicans are <laughs> on the things that they say they're all for. Gay, lesbian, Muslim, atheist, socialist, 76%. The, the point that I get out of this is there is not a big movement for socialism. There is not, a, there is not this grand divide except beginning with evangelical Christians— Both sides with gay and lesbian, both sides under the age of 40, both sides over 70. Uh, One side really, I mean, it's 42 to 88 for Muslim, atheist, 41 to 69, and socialist, 17 for the Republicans and 76. Uh, for the Democrats, but only 45 for independents. Even that, though, is remarkable. O-
3: almost a one out of every five Republicans is fine with a socialist president. I know, that's crazy. That's an incredible that's crazy. number. Uh, it really is. I- it- it's interesting, too, that divide where you have characteristics, uh, religion, or lack thereof, sort of grouped together, because there is a difference there. Right? Like, saying you won't vote for someone because of black skin is a really... I mean psychotic old-timey view. Mm-hmm. Uh the idea that you wouldn't vote for someone because of their religion well religion is is largely a, a collection of beliefs that informs the way you act, right? That's a much more now I don't I don't you know there's always someone, right? Like but if you if you were to say like atheist a lot of people would not that was one of the least popular ones on mm-hmm. there to take that mm-hmm. as an example. And you might say to yourself, well atheism is is a, a system of beliefs uh that might not lend itself to uh support my view of religious liberty right mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. we all know we i mean penn gillette is a would be a big defender of religious liberty mm-hmm. and he's an atheist but we've all met atheists that would do that but yeah. that's not necessarily inherent in the ideology in a way what is a religion but an ideology right right so uh when it, at least as it applies to public policy so it's a, it's a big difference there and they lump all that stuff together and it It's an interesting thing that is always included in these polls because it really does, I think for a lot of people, it's going to indicate how someone would act because, you know, that's how you would act. Right. Like if you have a religious foundation, it sets the foundation for the way that you deal with whatever issue you're talking about, um, where skin color should not be that way. And yet the left treats skin color that way. You, you know, they talk about how important uh, every cultural difference is and how that is inherent. Like, skin color, that, it's not inherent in that at all. No. That's not the way that's supposed to be. No.
0: no. But the good news is, I think, if you saw last night, Bernie's numbers are not turning out. No. They're not turning out. There is a revolution going on, but it is a very small group of people. It's not what you are led to believe by the press. It is still small, uh, it, it, but it's it's uncommonly large for America to be seeing this. But it's still a small number, and it's being foisted upon us by a very small group of, quite honestly, very powerful because they are connected, uh, very powerful forces in our universities and in uh, television and broadcast. But it's only feeling like we're overwhelmed by socialists because the Democrats are being overwhelmed by socialists. They have let this small group of, of rebels, uh, uh, America haters, constitutional uh, imbeciles take over. And that's why you feel it's choking, because it's choking them to death. If you're a Democrat, you, you really need to wake up, because uh, it's choking your party to death. And it's a small number of people doing it. Well, if you've ever had to go to the bank
3: and exchange yourself a wheelbarrow full of Venezuelan bolivars and U.S. dollars, only for that the teller, of course, inform you that that's only worth about five bucks. You probably were on the the right side of that uh, socialism scale after that. It's kind of an embarrassing thing to happen to you, but it's not nearly as embarrassing as having to go talk to your doctor about ED. We all know that ED is a, it's not that uncommon of a problem, but if you still don't want to have to talk about it, nobody does. With Roman, you don't really have to do that. You don't have to meet anybody in person. You don't have to do any of that. You can have a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Doctor will work with you to... Give you the best treatment plan, and that might be medication. If that's what's appropriate, Roman ships it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. To get started, go to GetRoman.com and complete an online visit. ED used to be tough to tackle, but that was before Roman came on the scene. Complete an online visit today and connect with a doctor to take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com beck, get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. GetRoman.com for a free visit to get started. It's GetRoman.com. Slash Beck, 10 seconds, station ID.
0: Do you feel? Is it just me? Am I being too optimistic? I feel like a tide turning. I feel like America is starting to wake up to some degree. Uh, that they are being, I mean, I I actually kind of hope in a way, I guess I shouldn't, I I believe God will sort it out in the end. But I kind of hope that Bernie Sanders does get the nominee, uh, does get the nomination because I think it's going to scare the crap out of a lot of people, a lot of people. And when you flirt with something that real, uh and especially with a guy who's not going to moderate it he's just not no if if he's, he's not the, elizabeth warren is going to no at least warren might try to make people can you know convinced he's not.
3: that you know, it's not really socialism no. i mean she still says to this day she's a capitalist uh which is laughable it's probably one of the reasons she's not winning uh, that left lane lane because she
0: right. she won't own it he owns it right he believes it he's believed and, it since 1907 and i've won you mean when the socialist movement first started here in America? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he was, I think, 40 at the time. 49. Yeah, 40, 49. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Um, I an ageist. Uh, but I, uh, I I just think when you get that close to something that bad, people will wake up. Right now, they don't really know what socialism is. Bernie Sanders will uh, will teach America what a socialist is. Uh, and maybe that's what we need to put this to bed. Yes, that is one way to go. Yeah, I don't. Uh, and I'm, I'm not saying for the election. <laughs> I'm not saying for uh, for him to uh, for him to win the presidency. But the, and I don't want him to win the nomination either because it's such a risk big win big risk big lose big scenario. Anything but can happen when it gets to one on one. I know anything but, can happen. But I, I, he's a great teacher
3: of what socialism really is. It goes both ways too. I mean, if you remember, look, the leftists wanted to do this the whole time, right? They've wanted to go towards socialism the entire time. There was a time in which uh, the best approach to do that was Bill Clinton saying the era of big government is over and Correct. then just doing the opposite. Correct. Um, and moving it very slightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has, they are betting that that's changed. They are betting that that is no longer the case. And you look at, I mean, if you look at who in this race went for the full woke idea, it really didn't seem to work all that well.
0: And the people pushing you? back against it. Have actually done better I with the you, Bernie. Am I seeing a sea change in America? Are we starting to see the beginning of the end of this of this woke Naziish kind of uh, ideology? Is it starting to wake America, and they're starting to push back?
1: You're listening to Glenn
0: Beck. Coronavirus. I'm sorry. COVID-19 news on that coming up in just a second. Really great deal coming up from blinds.com leading name and window dressings. The company I have ordered uh, my blinds and uh, shades from, uh, they are really, really good. They have, they have saved me a buttload of money and made it really simple. If you go to blinds.com right now, you can save up to 40% on everything. Plus get an extra $20 off. If you use the promo code back. Now this offer ends today. So don't hesitate if you've been looking for uh you know some sort of window treatment if you need to replace your blinds right now is the time to do it 40% off everything plus an extra $20 off with the promo code back every order gets free samples free shipping Uh, You know, if you're not an interior designer, they got you covered on that. They'll help you every step of the way. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. You're going to walk away satisfied. Guaranteed. Go to Blinds.com and uh, save up to 40% on everything, plus get an extra $20 off with the promo code BECK. 40% off everything, plus an extra $20 off. Promo code BECK. It's it's Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: What a week on The Blaze, as Stu Does America premiere, and tonight, Glenn's premiere of his new format of his show, an hour-long investigation. Go to blazetv.com, use the promo code GLENN.
0: I know I need to get to you know the coronavirus or now as it's called COVID nineteen. Honest to God, because, Could because stigmatize it was stigmatizing mm-hmm. the Chinese. Honest to God, they were you know people in the West. You know what Americans are know, like. They they hear coronavirus and they're immediately going to think, "Oh, those damn Chinese people." What? Oh my gosh! They're just uh, who at the H, who at the WHO World Health Organization. Had the time to think that. Anyway, uh, I'm going to get to that. But I noticed that you've uh, skipped the real news today in your political coverage that we've lost Deval Patrick, which. Shocking, shocking
3: development. He got into the race like five days ago. Yeah. And and now
0: he's gone. We've lost. So have we lost Tulsi yet? No, Tulsi's still in, as far as we know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Deval Patrick's gone. Tom Steyer, is he still? He's still in. Now, he's got two states coming up where he has his best polling. Uh Uh, Which uh, is what?
3: Over three? uh, Yeah, he's in double digits in South Carolina. In some polls. He's in high singles in Nevada. I was in Nevada over uh, vacation Mm -hmm. right after Christmas. Mm -hmm. And basically, you have... Uh, one two different options for billboards uh, strip clubs or tom steyer those are the two really sometimes tom steyer is taking his top off so Mm -hmm. it's hard to tell which one that is actually advertising for but tom steyer has blanketed that city and that state with ads uh doing essentially what bloomberg is doing in every other state Uh, so he has a chance to i think you know register there and South Carolina has been his best polling, oddly, which is it's a strange sort of formula, I think, uh, why a billionaire like Tom Steyer would, in a state where, you know, the, the, the large
0: African-American voting base, uh, but for some reason he's showing up pretty strongly there. All right, let me, let me talk to you a little bit about uh, COVID-19, mm. otherwise known as the coronavirus. Oh, my gosh. Why do you hate Asians so much? Um, this is... Uh, this is a perplexing story to me, uh, and and it's because I can't figure it out. I would generally jump right to China's lying to us. They always lie about these things, and look at what we're seeing online. Look at what we're seeing uh, from space. Look what they're doing. There's something not quite right about the actions of china and then what we're hearing and i don't know what it is and so i don't want to jump to any conclusions because i don't want anybody to freak out because that's the worst thing you can do but i do want you to be prepared just in case so we're in the midst of doing uh, research now on trying to nail down the answers on what's really going on with the coronavirus i'm sorry it's the racist in me. Mm-hmm. COVID nineteen, and uh, and trying to figure out what we can believe, what we can't. One thing that sticks out to me that is weird in the media is, you know how the media has always made the bird flu, everything, everything. They have made it into this is probably the pandemic of nineteen uh, eighteen. Uh, This looks a lot like it. We're probably all going to die by the end of the week. Make sure you're with us for that special report on Sunday night, 60 Minutes. That's what they do. Yeah. And this is not happening now. Now, there's a lot of news going on, but a pandemic should probably take precedence. No one is saying anything. And I think perhaps it's because they also don't know. You can't prove and you can't disprove anything because we don't know so perhaps everybody is like me just kind of just taking a back seat and saying you know what maybe we'll let's wait (laughs) let's wait to see what's going on because you don't want to add to the panic now let me give you some things that we do know uh you can't wear a cheap surgical mask um like you can with the flu remember when i said oh really you can't hmm. uh you know when i said you know hey china maybe those masks aren't working for you it happens to be true in this particular case um covid 19 requires an n95 mask and an n95 mask is the heavier just not the little surgical mask the darth Vader one that's the one like no that. it's not like that okay. it's the one with the little uh metal kind of clamp thing towards your nose it looks like a it's when you're going in and you're doing lots of sanding work or or you know chemical fumes and stuff, and you're not you're not having to breathe through a respirator. It's still a mask, but it's heavier. It's called an N95. You mask. do so much work with uh, with turpentine, right. and actually, uh, I do. Mm-hmm. Actually, I do. It's, big. Big. it's oh, no doubt yeah. you do
3: so much hard
0: physical labor. that no, I'm not, assume... not hard physical labor. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm taking obtaining. I'm, I'm taking lessons for painting for the first time in my life and uh, I'm really enjoying it I have this unbelievable artist that has agreed to give him give me uh, lessons and she came over and she was like um okay and she went through like a whole bunch of questions and I was like nope don't know that don't know that don't mm-hmm. know that don't know that and she's like please tell me you do have a cover for your garbage can and I said no and she said okay you know this stuff can all just like spontaneously combust, right? And I'm like, no, nobody told me that. My lessons already paid for. <laughs> and so in my artist's life, I am the Leonardo da Vinci of making sure the studio and the, and, and the thing doesn't catch on fire. I got that one down. Nice. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think I can stop lessons. Anyway, uh, so they're now saying that this virus is also spreading through contact with the eye, now, I have not done any French eye kissing lately, um, but I don't think oh. you have to touch your eye to my eye. I think it's if I if I shake hands with you and I rub my eye uh, or if somebody coughs. I don't know if it's airborne. We don't know, but they're saying now you can get it. So the problem is if you're a nurse or a doctor, you pretty much have to wear a scuba mask. And I know how much those are. It's also now looking like it spreads through pipes. They they haven't figured this one out yet, but the Chinese have just evacuated giant apartment buildings. Now, see, this is where it goes to, really, a thousand people have died from this? And you're doing this. Uh, they have just evacuated a bunch of apartment buildings because a few people have had it, and they quarantined the entire apartment building, and people that lived floors apart are getting it. And so they're thinking what's happening is when it's going down the drain, when you're flushing, you know, there's that trap that makes sure that the the odors and everything else doesn't come back up. But if you are using a fan, they think that that is sucking the corona. <laughs> will covid. The ra- will the racism stop? No. COVID-19 is coming up and being sucked into your room. And then it's landing on the floor where they now say, it can live for nine days. That's different. That's huge. Um, the, um, uh, this, is a, this has a higher than flu uh, death rate and spread rate. They're saying it can live nine days on the surface and be infectious. Um, there are indications that unlike flu or even a cold, try this on for size. You get it. You, you live through it you can get it again the body's not making any kind of antibody uh for it so that's the that's the latest that we have on what we know and don't know did you see the did you see the cruise ship that now is like the cruise of death <laughs> it's not making me comfortable we're going on a cruise here in about what a month and a half yeah a different uh different yeah. boat luckily. yeah different boat but... uh, 135 cases
3: uh, they're saying right or, uh, so far just on this one boat and, and here's the problem
0: they're out of food no one will dock they won't let them dock anywhere they are running out, running out of food they're running out of food they're running out of water they're running out of everything and nobody will let them dock and part of the problem is this stuff can live on things for nine days and so if they send a boat out there you know are you touching anything are you exchanging anything it's almost like you got it's almost like you have to send a boat out with a bunch of food and then once they all take the food off then you just have to do one of those you know viking arrow flaming air just Hmm. set the boat on fire i think this is the time to get uh, the drone food delivery thing started i've been wanting that anyway uh but you know have you seen the video of the drone that chased the little lady away in china they have drones now patrolling everywhere i did see this is that real though i mean i i don't believe anything (sighs) that i see on the internet but i I, I was gonna say yes but uh, 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 can you tell but yes i think it is i mean they're talking about it the 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 Chinese are very proud of how they're keeping everybody under lock and key. <laughs> I bet they are. Yeah, they're very proud on how how well this system is uh, Oh, it's is working. working so
3: well. I mean, you know, only 45,000 cases that we know of. Uh, Which,
0: again. is probably low by uh, yeah, order and of magnitude. If they're doing this and keeping everyone in their house, how is that spreading like that?
3: Well, I, I have seen, too, that they don't think that quarantine is really the right thing for this like it's not gonna you can't quarantine a giant city and stop it it's just not the way it's gonna work but they think uh i mean you've seen the videos and it's so weird because we live in this era where i have you know you go on the internet you have no idea what is real but like they have videos of people of 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 the seemingly the government welding doors to apartment complexes shut so people can't leave they have videos as you point out of drones following people around there's videos of people inside their homes and authorities come and just basically lock them in their own homes. So they can't leave. You can't leave. I mean, that is bad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, we all love to talk about the government and how bad it is, but I mean, this is what they, you can do when you really give power over these things happen.
0: uh, So here's the latest also from today. This one's from the guardian. Uh, The coronavirus uh, epidemic, which is COVID-19, stop with the racism, could spread to about two-thirds of the world's population if it cannot be controlled, according to Hong Kong's leading public health epidemiologist. That's 60% of the global population will be infected by this if they can't contain it in China. Yesterday, according to Sky News, uh, the WHO Now, remember, these are the same people who are changing the name. So, you know, we don't we don't treat Chinese people differently. Crazy. (laughs) Um, Yesterday they came out and the uh, the head of the WHO said, and I'm quoting. The covid-19 is the worst enemy you can ever imagine and poses a greater global threat than terrorism. The world needs to wake up and be as aggressive as possible in tackling this outbreak. I don't. Okay. okay. If that's true, can you stop spending the time on changing the name into something politically correct? How does that fit with what everyone else is saying? How is this fitting with our coverage well, I mean, you could argue, I guess, at least in America, there's a
3: lot of other big things going on. I mean, last week was one of the biggest news weeks. We talked about it that we've ever seen. You've got major elections going on, the State of the Union, the Super Bowl,
0: you know. No. There is a lot. Impeachment. Uh, is the Super, the Super Bowl. Pandemic. And there was the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, there has been a lot here, I mean, um, uh, Super Bowl yeah. in that, but it is, it, it just is.
3: How many hundreds of millions of people are across the globe watch it? I mean, it's one of the biggest events of the year. No, I, I know that. right? But and, I and, just,
0: and, I'm confused by mm-hmm. the, I'm confused by the response. It doesn't seem like, it seems like something we shouldn't worry about. Mm-hmm. And yet you have the WHO saying what they said yesterday and you have China doing what they're doing and probably lying to us. I just, I, I guess I'm in the middle of doing research for this for next Wednesday's special on COVID-19. And as I'm looking at what is happening that we can verify, forget all the conspiracy theories, look at what you're verifying. It doesn't match. It doesn't match what we're being told And it doesn't match the response from media. And is media being responsible or irresponsible by not really going into this? This is, I mean, N95 mask. I would order yours today. It probably is not going to be needed. But you're not going to go to a Home Depot or any place else and get an N95 mask if this thing suddenly becomes real. Would you continue to eat uh, and drink bat smoothies? Do you think that that's a well? I think that where did you get the bats? From Wuhan. Yeah, I would cut. Uh, I would cut mm-hmm. down. No, Maybe not a li- no Wuhani bats. I or would just... cut down on that. I'm not saying okay. no, but I would cut down on that. And if you just have a local neighborhood bat, yeah, you just pop that thing into your mouth. That's fine, right? Yeah, deep deep fry those bats. Oh, work them in delicious. smoothies. Whatever, a little uh, Chipotle stuff. mayo. Yeah. With oh. It. oh my gosh, it's delicious. Okay, hackers are everywhere. You see 20-something-year-old kids, they're probably hacking right now your Wi-Fi system to get access to your home security camera, not to do anything bad, just because they can. No surprise to anyone living in 2020 that hackers not only do these kinds of things, but they've streamlined the process with new types of software, and they're out for everything they get their hands on. Well, you don't have to take it lying down. It's important to understand how cybercrime is affecting all of our lives in so many different ways, and identity theft is... Is another serious issue in this uh, on this trail. Someone's identity is stolen every two seconds, and you're going to miss something if you're only monitoring your credit. That's why there's LifeLock. LifeLock will detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. And if there is a problem, their agents are going to work to fix it. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock sees the threats that you might miss on your own. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code back at 1-800-LIFELOCK 1-800-LIFELOCK or just go to the website LifeLock.com. Make sure whether you're on the phone or on the internet, you use the promo code back, you'll save 25% it's lifelock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK, promo code BECK.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: I uh, I saw a story yesterday that our credit cards are going through the roof. um, And uh, please watch your spending. Uh, The Fed Reserve chairman yesterday went to Congress and said, hey, really, you've got to reduce the federal deficit uh, because we won't be able to do anything in the next downturn if you don't. Excited for tonight's show. It's um, it's all because of you. If you're a Blaze TV subscriber, sincerely, thank you. Um, you know, I have an amazing group of people that uh, work with me, and they are so tired. I, I, I tend to wear people out. Uh, and uh, they have just been doing amazing work. And because you have subscribed, we are going to change the way we do things, and um, we're going to give you... One really knock-down, drag-out kind of uh, uh, researched program on one big topic every Wednesday. I'll still be doing my commentary on Blaze TV uh, every day, but this is something we're going to put all of our resources behind. And because of your subscription, I now have two teams that can leapfrog, so they can each spend about two weeks getting that show ready. Uh, And tonight, it is on China and Joe Biden and the real risk of China and the footsie too close for comfort with uh, Joe Biden. Tonight, nine o'clock, you'll see it live, only live on YouTube and live and on demand at blazetv.com.
1: of entertainment and
0: enlightenment. You know, I don't don't know why nobody has noticed this, but we all experienced this growing up. Last night in New Hampshire, the guy that lived on your block that was always yelling at people who was never, ever, ever young and was always pissed off Hey, you kids, knock it off. He won last night in New Hampshire. And we go there next.
1: This is the Glenbeck Program.
0: Okay, you're going to get to Friday, and trust me, I know you. You're going to go, oh, geez, it's Valentine's Day. You're going to think you had it all done because you have thought, as I read these commercials to you, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then you don't do it. You just think you've done it until you realize, oh, crap, I haven't done anything. For the love of the baby Jesus, please get this done. Make some plan. All right. Two days. You have two days. Still time for you to make sure that you don't mess the whole thing up. If you're going to order roses... May I suggest you you go to 1-800-Flowers.com right now, 1-800-Flowers.com. Today only, you can get 24-stem colorful rose medley for only $29.99, or you can upgrade to the 24 red roses for only $10 more. Roses from 1-800-Flowers picked at their peak, shipped overnight. You You just do it now. It'll take you five minutes. Just do it right now. Just go online, 1-800-Flowers.com. When you get there, click on the little radio icon, enter the promo code BECK. It'll take you to all the specials. This is today only. This offer ends today. So save right now at 1-800-Flowers.com. I've only got one more day to warn you, and then you're on your own, brother. 1-800-Flowers.com, promo code BECK. Hurry, this offer expires today. So do you remember that old man that lived down the street that all of us kids were afraid of and you would, sometimes you would add maybe five or six minutes to your walk home just to take, just to take the route that didn't pass his house. You know, you would opt for the house with a Rottweiler that was on a chain and the chain looked a little rickety and uh, there was a big hole in the fence in the shape of a former classmate. You remember that house? You'd walk by that house because that old man was sitting in that house and it was like he was waiting for you he was just waiting his door seemed to always be just a little open just a little bit of a crack he was like ready to pounce when you walked by and he was he was old when our parents were our age he was the guy that our parents were like oh i remember i remember cranky old mr wilson You'd be like he was old then, yo, yeah. He'd come out and yell at you, and he's still doing it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's another guy that's a vampire or a Highlander, or I don't know what it is, but that guy won in New Hampshire last night. New Hampshire. Because you know Bernie Sanders, after he gave his speech, he wanted to get into the car and he was, you know, firing up the old Buick, and he was like, "Why aren't there any dials on the on the radio anymore? Why aren't there dials?" And he couldn't hear. He couldn't figure out how to get the radio reports on how he won. And everybody in the car was like, "Radio, what is that? It's the same guy." That same guy that would yell at you all the time and you would see him and he would be in shorts and black socks and he'd have black shoes on, but they were like the really high knee socks that, you know, only old guys in suits would wear. And you can't imagine him in a suit because, I mean, did they have suits back when he was a kid? When he was working, that had to be, what, a hundred years ago? And now he's like, these shoes are comfortable. These are the shoes everybody should have. It's Bernie. He was trying to get everybody to wear those comfortable shoes because they never wear out. I bought these shoes back in 1954. They never have worn out. Everybody should only wear these shoes. And you can borrow my socks. No, 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 no. You ruffians in your, in your Tennis sneakers. You'd come You'd come to his house... If you were brave. Or if you were the new kid that moved into the block. Or you were just stupid. You would go to his house on, on Halloween. And he'd open the door. What do you want? It's Halloween. We're all dressed as... And then you'd see him in the happy mode. He'd look at the kids and he'd be like, happy. I mean, you wouldn't know it because his face didn't change... And he would still say, I got nothing and slam the door. And you know, you know that that guy is the guy who wants the big government because if you were ever playing baseball, if you were ever playing kickball, any of that stuff, that was the guy who was like, you kids, I'm calling your parents. I know your parents and they're not going to like it. Yeah, because they're scared of you too. So, you know, he was the guy that wanted rules on everything. He is the guy. He was a progressive. He had to be. He wanted everything. I'm calling the cops on you. I'm walking down the street. I'm whistling. No whistling around my house. And when you were there on Halloween and he closed the door, I got nothing. Pow. Door closed. You know he was walking back to his one chair with a lone TV in the room and he's eating a TV dinner and he's like, everybody, these kids, they all want free stuff. That's Bernie Sanders, man. That is who won last night in New Hampshire. The guy who's going back to his TV dinner Alone watching that TV and that old ratty chair that is comfortable in my comfortable shoes, and everybody should wear these black comfortable shoes and stop knocking at my door for free stuff. And yet, he's promising everyone somebody else's stuff for free. Thus endeth the lesson. I thought I would just pop that in today because I realized it last night when he was happy. And yet he looked angry, and I thought, I've seen him before. That's Mr. Wilson. Yeah, there's only one guy. He was in your childhood, our parents' childhood, and now he wants to be president of the United States. That's all there is to it. Uh, By the way, uh, Klobuchar uh, is now going to expand her campaign after a strong New Hampshire primary uh she sucked uh no did you see her her speech i
3: think she's really bad (laughs) yeah you know she has a great resume she has a great electoral history she pretty much blows everybody out everywhere she's ever been okay well but she she also says i mean if i have to hear one more time Mm -hmm. that she announced her campaign in a snowstorm I'm going to right? jump off of a building. I
0: thought it was just me. She says it every I, time. You're why? Like,
3: why do we care what the weather was when you started talking about your campaign? Why would it? Why on earth would we care about that? You live in Minnesota. Of course, it was snowing. There's no other options. Get off my
0: lawn in the <laughs> snow. Get off my
3: lawn. It's really annoying, and she has. She's very bad at the. She does. A, Kamala Harris did this too. Where they come up with these lines, in, you know, on the bus or in their focus groups or whatever that they think are really, really effective, and they continually repeat them over and over again in every media appearance, every time you see them, every time she walks out, she says something like, "I may be Klobuchar, and I'm gonna be Donald Trump," <laughs> right? Just like, oh, and you're like, oh,
0: oh, can she? I mean, can you even attempt to say it like a human being would say it? Can you even a try? <laughs> or, you know, I'm sorry. I, I have no problem. I have no problem voting for a woman. I would have voted for, uh, um, oh, what's her?
3: She Hillary Clinton.
0: Heels and the. Oh, the,
3: uh, for um, you. Kamala Harris. Yeah. Um,
0: I know No, you, you know the uh, woman. Uh, Mel Marcos. Woman. No. Uh, no. Carly Fiorina. Yes, I would have voted okay. for Carly Fiorina in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really liked Carly. Okay. I think she was a real constitutional conservative. Didn't sound like it at the beginning, but I think she really was. And she had the guts to do it. I loved her. I loved her. Um, but, you know, there, 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 is, there is something about some women, just like some guys. You know, mm-hmm. you, you listen to some guys and you're like, their voice just grates on me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some people that have radio shows that didn't last long in radio show because their voice just grates on you. Klobuchar is one of those people Hillary Clinton was one of those people where it's just like I've got to tell you right now that's all you hear that's all you hear. That's not necessarily the way they sound. What you hear is, <laughs>
3: "I'm gonna tell you to pick up your socks." This is the sexism yes. that we've been talking about. Yes, no, but I mean Elizabeth Warren. I think, and again, we're naming every female candidate here. No, I mean, Kamala Harris didn't have that.
0: I no, don't think. Kamala Harris doesn't um, have that. No, uh, uh, I, we, and I don't think. I think Elizabeth Warren has something else different. I think she has. She has almost like a, it's almost like a, a a teenaged puberty male voice.
3: She, it's always cracking. It's got that, Hi, Elizabeth Warren. She almost has that thing
0: going on, which is a very strange So is it like a Catherine Hepburn thing? Is it like, Pretty old poop? Is it kind of like that? It's...
3: Yeah. So that's what I would
0: like Elizabeth Warren to say. If she got into a debate, she should mm-hmm. just use all the old Catherine Hepburn lines from like on Golden Pond. Where, hey, you old poop, <laughs> just stop it now.
3: It's working better than what she's doing now. <laughs> Anything that. would. Anything would. Anything would. But there is that. And look, this happens uh, for a lot of people. It's, it is, it's a, I mean, women will say that it's sexist. But I, you know, I, you, you look at it and I bet. No, I mean, Barack, you that no Barack
0: Obama had the same kind of thing, except he had it with catchphrases that would drive you yeah. out of your mind but after
3: a while. You can. He was better at least at pulling them off. Every every candidate says similar lines at different speeches and they everybody has their go to phrasing. There's something about Klobuchar, though. It's very stilted. She she know like she's memorized the way she thinks it's supposed to sound, which is not the right way, and she repeats it the same way every single time, and that is really irritating. Stilted. How can you tell next to
0: Elizabeth Warren? Oh, and Warren is. I the mean, same Warren way. is. She's bad like that. Warren too. is like a grandmother that wants all of the teenagers to love her, mm. and she's not like that cool grandma or that <laughs> right. cool grandpa that is just like everybody does love you, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, she's really trying. She tries too hard. And so you're like, okay, okay, creepy lady, uh, that's enough. You know, I'm just hip with you kids, too. <laughs> Hello, I'm just, fellow kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow, those are snazzy sneaks. <laughs> Whoa. You know? And she thinks she's being cool. That's yes. the problem with Elizabeth Warren, for me, is she's trying so hard. So hard. So hard. So hard.
3: Uh, and I don't understand, I mean, I, it does feel like the Klobuchar, the Clomentum that we're seeing. The Clomentum, now, I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that is. Just, now we don't
0: have no, we Joe Mentum. No. Joe Mentum is, uh, Joe got, Mentum is cr- done. Cr- cr- crashed and burned. Done. Yeah.
3: The Joe Mentum ran out over the ocean, unfortunately, yeah. that, crashed into the, the sea.
0: <laughs> I have a feeling the Joe hmm. Biden, uh, and it's appropriate, uh, but the Joe Biden uh, career is going to be remembered a little like the Hindenburg. In the end, yeah. Sure, it might have been great floating around for a while, but once it got over its target, (laughs) it just burst into flames. It's true, though. And I think Klobuchar almost
3: benefits from being so bad for so long. Mm -hmm. Like, Beto, for example, comes out and he has his big run and then falls apart. Kamala Harris has a big run and then falls apart. Elizabeth Warren has a big run and falls apart. All these people had these rises. And then falls. Well, Klobuchar was smart. She never had the rise. <laughs>
0: yeah. She just didn't do Look, anything I'm for just, six months. I'm not better. <laughs> I'm not worse. I'm just exactly the way I was in the snowstorm. Everyone, I'm only looking good because everyone else is burned to the ground. Yeah. I and that is that is the problem because nobody's really taking it. Everybody's like, eh, okay, well. Try her, maybe. Right. We're like, well, we got, we don't want to, he's got a
3: socialist. Yeah. We got Buttigieg, who's like 12 years old. I think he's rode his bike to the, yeah. the, the, the rally. <laughs> jing, jing. I got a new bike bell, boys. <laughs> and who else are we going to have? Well, Klobuchar, we haven't heard anything bad about her yet because we haven't heard anything about her yet. <laughs> that's so that's let's weird. try that one.
0: I'm telling you, it is shoe shopping. They are like women shoe shopping. They're going to try them all on. And in the end, they're going to go, you know, I don't think I need new shoes. <laughs> That the, the sexism is there again. Look at that. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I'm going to say it. Coronavirus. <gasps> I don't care. I don't care how anti Asian that is. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to call it COVID nineteen now. Mm. Mm. All right. Jerry is as tough as they come. He grew up on a farm. By the time he was uh, by the time he was an adult, he was almost in superhuman shape. The kind of guy I hated. He would work, <laughs> uh, you know, long hours on the farm, and he liked it. Kind of guy I hated. He played soccer, boxing. He was not the kind of guy that would beat me up, but I always thought he would. He raced motorcycles and cars, and this is where his trouble started, um, and I'm not making this up. Jerry was in a collision at over 100 miles an hour, which he survived, uh, and while he was recovering, he was struck by lightning. Shut up, show off. Anyway, five years later, he fell on a 72 uh, 7200 power volt cable... What? And was electrocuted. Oh, yeah, he's still walking around. Well, he had to have a year of morphine, decades of ibuprofen, enormous amount of pain. He finally discovered a relief factor. He is living mostly pain-free now, and he's a pastor. Well, you would, of course, turn to God if that was (laughs) happening to you. Jerry got his life back, and so can you. I've gotten my life back. It's tremendous. Please just try it. Relief factor attacks the inflammation that causes much of our pain. Well, in his case, lightning bolts caused most of his pain. It works for 70% of the people who take it and it costs only 19.95 to start with their 3-week quick start trial. If you want a drug-free natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. 10 seconds Station ID. i got something on Pete Buttigieg coming up in uh, just a second. Uh, but I, you know, I'm going to work on this because I just realized he was that kid that would always get beat up, that had the bike and the, like the ching, 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 mm-hmm. ching, that would go by the house that the old man liked. I'm just saying. Really? Maybe I'll tell you that
3: tomorrow. Well, have to, We'll have to figure that out. Yeah.
0: I, I had a thought last night as I'm watching these results
3: come in. Amy Klobuchar is at 20% of the vote. How do you feel if you're like Cory Booker right now? Like Cory Booker drops out of the race, what, three weeks before Iowa-ish? Why would you run this entire campaign and then drop out now when stuff like this is so obviously possible, right? Like, why wouldn't you just stick in the race? Could that have been Booker yesterday? Could have been. Could it have been Mm. Kamala Harris? I mean, it could have been. been. Might have been. Could have been, right? Why would you bail? Listen to this. This is the uh, actual results from New Hampshire last night. Joe Sestak. Remember Joe Sestak? Yeah. Now, Joe Sestak was a failed candidate in the Senate in Pennsylvania. For whatever reason, decided to run for president. No one even knew what happened. He actually did run. He dropped out a long time ago. He got 137 votes in New Hampshire. That is
0: somebody going, how uh, can I (laughs) throw my (laughs) time completely away? Yeah. Now, the next place,
3: now, this is going to surprise you. With 123 votes, Robbie Wells. Now, you might say, who's no, Robbie, Robbie Wells. Wells? He's not even on our board. How many candidates are on our board up here? A thousand. A thousand candidates, basically. On, on and, and Robbie Wells, not one of them.
0: Okay. And here's what's really sad. He beat Joe Susten. <laughs> no, well, no.
3: He only has 123 votes. <laughs> oh, he was lower. So just lower. Okay, all and right. Now, I think he's an actual candidate still. I okay, could be wrong right. on that. And, and we apologize to the Wells campaign for, mm-hmm. uh, for all this. Mm-hmm. But be right behind Robbie Wells. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris with 96 votes. Wow. 96 votes. She spent all that money, that huge launch, and here she is fin- finishing behind Robbie Wells and Joe Sestak. And Joe's you not know what's really
0: surprising to me? That the suicide rate among candidates of any party <laughs> isn't <laughs> higher. I mean, higher. you know, I read something about Elizabeth Warren this morning that she is out. She's the last person to leave. She She takes selfies and shakes hands with yeah. everybody until everybody is gone. That's her big thing. And I thought... They're not selfies, but what that's a, a big what, thing. What a waste of time, huh? A selfie is a thing.
3: Do we all know what a selfie is? Does anyone is anyone yes, aware yes, of what a yes, selfie is? Selfie you is hold a camera yourself. That's why it's a selfie. Yeah, yeah. If it's someone else taking a picture of you, it's just a picture. That's just a normal photograph.
0: It's not a selfie. Well, it is if you're taking it yourself and somebody else is in it with you. That's what she waits for.
3: No, she just is in a photo line. Shut but, up! It's just a photo line. No, She's got a photographer so, taking no.
0: pictures photographer she's <laughs> one of the people she's having beer that's true that's Is true that did, you big, a cold did you hear her
3: you hear her inspirational story that came out after the race No, i, don't I was very impressed we don't have the
0: audio of that by any chance doing uh, the inspirational story i've heard i heard her where she sounded to me like so I just want you to know, I'm a great vice presidential candidate for anyone. <laughs> it
3: did sound like what it she was did, going for. Yeah. So she she has this story. She's like, you know what? We're going on in this campaign. You know why? I had a young woman walk up to me the other day. She's in college. She was struggling. She just needs someone to help her. And she said, I just looked into my account, and I found I only had $6, but I wanted to bring you these $3. I, I got half of it, and I'm giving it to you because I believe in your campaign. And she's like, that shows the pr- power of our campaign. Really, what it shows is you just took money from, like, a really poor person for a campaign that you know isn't going anywhere. <laughs> and now you're going to use this poor person's $3 to pay off debt of one of your aide's steak dinner from, like, three months ago that you still owe. Like, that is not a good story. I mean, it is very typical of Elizabeth Warren to try to take some half of someone's money. We know that is very much in her, in her wheelhouse. But, I mean, this is your inspiration, like, oh, this poor person! They could have spent it on like a hamburger, so they could have eaten tomorrow. <laughs> but instead, luckily, they're paying my campaign. Today, to
0: death. the good news is she uh, she lost her apartment. Uh, they repossessed <laughs> her car, and I'm no longer a candidate. Right. So, <laughs> right. sucks to be her.
3: Congratulations, yeah. everybody. I don't know. I think I, that it's a sad st- state of affairs. But I think if I'm a candidate and I go through this entire race and go through debates and fundraising and all that nonsense. You stay in and see what happens. Look at with Klobuchar; she was a zilch for this entire campaign, and then she gets twenty percent in New Hampshire.
0: Uh, we have a uh, we have a congressman who said Democrat a Democratic congressman said Trump will demolish a Democratic socialist candidate. We will lose forty eight states. Uh, I think you're right. This
1: is the Glenbeck Beck program.
0: You know, keeping a handle on your finances is both long and short-term games. There's a lot of factors that come into play. Um, Tesla went up 300 points, down 243 points in four days. Four days. Uh, The persistent liquidity crisis of the uh, Fed's repo operation saw Massive oversubscription again twice just last week. The Fed still refuses to say what's going on. The Fed came out yesterday and begged the federal government and said, you've got to stop spending so much because we're not going to be able to bail anything out. We're not going to be able to do anything uh, with this kind of debt if and when the economy turns. And the economy is going to turn. Nobody's listening. I mean, it is it's crazy the news that's going on and if you ever thought it was crazy before it's getting even more crazy when the world turns around starts going the other way i'll stop telling you to diversify right now you should diversify and make sure that you have money in gold or silver call gold line now 866 gold line 866 gold line the world's going nuts. Gold is stable. The universal premiere of Glenbeck's new
3: format on uh blazeTV.com and on Facebook, YouTube. Go there. If 9 you go to Blaze TV, it's nine PM. Well, there you go.
0: So I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, the moderate now that the Democrats have discovered. It's uh, Pete Buttigieg. His policy says otherwise, but he is going to try to position himself as a moderate. And uh, here he is explaining it on Morning Joe. I wouldn't be able to uh, govern effectively if I couldn't work well
5: with independents and Republicans. But I didn't do it by pretending to be more conservative than I am. I actually don't believe that the best way to reach independence today is through ideological centrism. I mean, mathematically, you look at the numbers in my county, and it's very clear that there are a lot of people who voted for Barack Obama, Donald Trump, Mike Pence, and me, which indicates that uh, you know voters, uh, especially voters in the heartland where I come from, don't necessarily make their decisions by just lining everybody up on an ideological spectrum and then looking for the dot that's closest to where they are.
0: Well, he doesn't make it easy for conservatives to join his team. Uh, He wants to abolish the death penalty, eliminate private prisons, raise the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour, cancel some student debt. Eliminate the Electoral College, end offshore drilling as well, and oil and gas leases on federal land, ban all assault weapons implement a buyback program, institute universal background checks, increase red flags law red flag laws, revive the deferred action for childhood arrivals that's the daca program, offer citizenship for dreamers, legalize marijuana, decriminalize all drugs, increase wealth taxes, strengthen federal regulations on tech companies, avoid um, imposing tariffs, study reparations as an option, rejoin the Paris Climate Accord, and expand the Supreme Court to 15 justices. But that's all he wants to do. One position is even worse than the rest for conservatives. It's, It's hard to overlook his position on abortion, partially because liberals and conservatives disagree on abortion probably more than any other issue, and it is a deep divide. This is something that, I'm sorry, I can't change my mind on what life is. I can't change... We we believe that's killing a child. You, You have to understand, we're not going to go away. And partially because he's vague and meandering on the subject. He plays, you know... He plays the foil to Trump. What does Trump do about abortion? He takes a stand and he refuses to budge. Last month, he attended the March, of, uh, March for Life. He was the first president to do so in its 47 years. You know, people judge Trump by his words. You should watch his actions. They speak louder than words. Judge, meanwhile, keeps his stamps so murky and open-ended that people get angry just trying to get an honest answer from him. The Washington Post surveyed the Democratic candidates about whether or not there should be restrictions on abortions. And here's what judge as well as Warren and Sanders, said. I support no restrictions. That is as extreme as you can get. At a Fox News town hall, executive director of Democrats for Life, Christian Day, asked Buttigieg how people with her beliefs fit into the party. He said, I'm not going to try to earn your vote by tricking you. I'm pro-choice, and I believe a woman ought to be able to make that decision. And I, the best I can offer you is that we can't agree on whether to, where to draw the line. The next best thing we can do is agree on who should draw the line. And in my view, it's the woman who's faced with that decision in her own life then why can't I just decide to draw the own line, my own line when it is my health, my health insurance, my doctor? It doesn't make any sense. Last week, he had this heated exchange with Megan McCain on ABC's The View.
1: Partial birth abortion is something that was coming up in, in, like I said, Governor Northam. It was a huge controversy when he was running for governor. I I think people, even Democrats, and there are a lot of pro life Democrats in the country, want to know exactly where your line is because you will be the president if you win.
5: Right, but my point is that it shouldn't be up to a government official to draw the line. It should be up to the woman who is confronted with the choice.
1: Aside, after a baby was born, you'd be Does anybody
5: seriously think that's what these I cases th- are about? Think about, think think about the situation. That, yes. if, if this is a late-term situation, then by definition, it's one where a woman was expecting to carry the pregnancy to term. Then she gets the most perhaps devastating news of her life. We're talking about families that, that may have picked out a name, maybe assembling a crib, and they learn something excruciating and are faced with that's this not terrible what happens. choice. And I don't know what to tell them morally about what they should do i just know that i I trust her and her decision medically or morally isn't going to be any better because the government is commanding her to do it
0: then all i would ask is for consistent get the hell out of my life everywhere else okay so who is he we know he's gay he's married he's a church-going episcopalian a Rhodes scholar navy veteran harvard grad also he plays the piano Turns out, a little like Robert Francis O'Rourke, he's also a bit of a poet. He was student president at Harvard's Institute of Politics, and as a board member of the, uh, the Harvard College Democrats, he protested the war in Iraq. One of his articles for the Harvard Crimson, he wrote these stirring lines in his poem about George W. Bush. The blue blood's in me through and through. And not just cause of Yale... It's Kenny Bunkport, Harvard, Andover. And now there's my tale. Well, think again, since now you know the shades of my true colors. You know that I ignore the tenants, Powell's, and even the Muller's. Instead, I heed the dicta of the most extremist right. I kept them quiet in the race, but now I fight their fight. Ladies and gentlemen, the poetry of Pete Buttigieg. One of the biggest criticisms he's received beside his total lack of experience is that he's too well-decorated with accomplishments and awards. The New Republic was quick to label him a genius. A month earlier, the same writer at The New Republic wrote an article praising Buttigieg's grand talk and small successes, which, according to the writer, is not an insult. I don't know how. The New York Times went straight... For the throat, describing him as internet smart, with an intelligence reduced down to a collection of references and images. And his unassuming face now seems to be everywhere. The Blitz has felt less like a presidential campaign, and more like a liberal arts variety show. Or this insult. The Mayor Pete Bubble should serve as a portent of what might happen if we strip away every objective measure of merit, however problematic or biased, in favor of how someone's idiosyncratic talents make us feel. The liberal Jacobin magazine also ran this article about his smartness. The headline read, Have you heard? Pete Buttigieg is really smart. The writer argues this notion of smart allows elites to recast inequality as meritocracy. In this narrative, you're rich because you did well in high school and you went to Princeton, not because capitalism has taken something from someone else and given it to you. This criticism of Buttigieg is fairly common. Leftists playing identity politics by accusing Buttigieg of not being leftist enough. But do I need to go over what he was for? He wants people to see him as a moderate, the mayor of a Midwest city in a red state, and now a former mayor, former Mayor Pete, as he bills himself. He's the presidential candidate with the most military experience since George W. Bush. And maybe he began serving the U.S. Naval Reserve in 2009 and was deployed to Afghanistan. But in reality, he was a pencil pusher, and that's fine. We need pencil pushers. Uh, But, you know, it it doesn't make him a war hero. He did drive his commander from the air base uh, uh, to Kabul a couple of times, so he did do that. But all service to our country is great service. As a result of his experience in the Navy, he has advocated for mandatory military and public service. Another really bad idea. His fellow leftists don't like it that Wall Street has been admiring him. They also have a problem with the fact that he worked for McKinsey and Company, a consulting firm, a company with ties to the Saudi Arabians and Chinese government. They even have consulted them on some of their less than savory projects. But the knives really came out when his fellow elites accused him of not being gay enough. Now, I don't even know what that means. I think if you're sleeping with a man, and you're a man, you're gay. And I don't know the degree there. I think it's all in or nothing. A journalist from Slate wrote, Is Judge the run-of-the-mill white male candidate, or does his sexuality set him apart? The mammoth question can be broken down into smaller ones that get to at why diversity matters concluding that, quote, in a primary for the overwhelmingly pro-gay Democratic Party, Buttigieg can be more accurately lumped in with his white male peers than anyone else. As is the norm in media these days, the Marxist language pops up a lot in critical articles about Buttigieg, but make no mistakes, he's a fan of Marxism. A lot of journalists seem to think that as well-educated white gay men, He represents a a privileged class, the patriarchy. They use a lot of blatantly Marxist terminology in a disparaging way. Here's an old Persian saying that says, he's eaten so many snakes that he's become a viper. Mayor Pete wants you to think that he's just a cherub face that is just like you. And he's going for the middle, even though he is not a moderate candidate in any way. But one thing is for sure, the knives are coming out for him now. They haven't come out for him before because he really didn't have to take him down. But now that he has placed one and two in Iowa and New Hampshire, I can, if you're really quiet, you can hear. Can you hear the buzz around the phones? Can you hear the searches being made by Democrats who are looking for dirt on Pete Buttigieg? <gasps> wow, I wonder if they'll get a maybe a dossier from Steele this time. American Financing, NMLS, one www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So how good is the housing market right now? Well, it's this good. Buyers can now purchase a home that is $48,000 more expensive than it was a year ago while paying the same principal and interest. That's an incredible 16% increase in your buying power because of the lower interest rates. And it makes owning a home much more affordable. So if you've been thinking about buying a home, now might be the time to snag up a a mortgage. For that matter, maybe you're thinking of refinancing. If you're already in a mortgage, I mean, if you got into your mortgage two years ago, probably time to refinance now and get this better interest rate. Remember, 16% increase in buying power. Maybe you can consolidate some debt or start working yourself into a better financial position by saving up to $1,000 a month or more. Personal responsibility, homework, that's what it requires when you're doing your big financial decisions. And I can tell you the best way to start doing your homework is to call the mortgage consultants over at American Financing. The call is only going to take 10 short minutes out of your day, but it could set you on the financial path of a lifetime. Do it now. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to play a couple of pieces of audio um, here for you. First of all, let me play the, um, uh, the MSNBC cut of tour getting schooled by a Trump voter on Bernie's anti-life ideology. Listen.
5: New Hampshire voter here, voters here who are, are really excited about bernie sanders and they think that he's not divisive and that they think that he's got good ideas and they and they believe he's somebody who can accomplish those ideas are the diehard bernie supporters he won this state in 2016 but then there are those that look at him and say i'm just not so sure about him he kind mm-hmm. of scares me those ideas are too big i don't see how he can get them done with this uh... congress that we have especially if the, the republicans still control the senate they don't see it as plausible." but i want to talk to us we have a voter out here Sir, you're gonna, you were watching, so you're going to be on television now. Can you tell us who you voted for?
1: <laughs> Donald John Trump. You voted for Donald John Trump? Yeah.
5: Look at that. He Bernie needs, Sanders is not appealing to
1: you? The whole ideology, ideology would be destructive to the country. Mm-hmm. It's anti-growth. Yep. It's anti-family. Yes. It's anti-American. Mm-hmm. And as a Roman Catholic, it's anti-life
5: sir thank you so much for telling us who you voted for we
0: appreciate it let's ask these other folks over here as well let's get you off the screen right away um you know did you notice though that bernie sanders a lot of people say he's not divisive and then she said you know and and so the 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 idea those who aren't sure just think maybe his eyes are his ideas are too big they're not wrong they're just too big interesting now Here's another big thinker. Here's Linda Sarsour. Listen to this.
1: Palestine is a a human rights and social justice issue. It is an American issue because your taxpayer dollars are used. So whether or not you think the electoral process is the way in which to help solve the Palestinian issue, maybe you think it's other ways, protesting you know, online campaigns, humanitarian, the strategy's fine and we're all going to be on different sides of the the strategy. But in my opinion on an issue like Palestine, you got to choose the side of the oppressed. And if you're on the side of the oppressor or you're defending the oppressor or you're actually trying to humanize the oppressor, then that's a problem sisters and brothers and we got to be able to say that is not the position of the Muslim American community.
0: Yeah. Not the position of the Muslim American community to quote humanize Israelis. We should introduce her appropriately to uh,
3: Bernie Sanders surrogate Linda Sarsour. That's uh, make sure that that is an, is part of that description because here's a guy who is the front runner of the Democratic Party who willingly is using her as a surrogate, who's out there saying you can't humanize Jews.
0: I am not making this up. The the leadership of Saudi Arabia and Egypt are more pro-Israel than the leading candidates and the leaders of the Democratic Party right now. That's saying something. This is the Glenn
1: Beck Program.